0: This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR.
1: Thanks for joining me on the Zmar Podcast. Just a quick update. Some people are sending me messages about that 50-mile ultra marathon run I did. I ended up not finishing the 50 miles. I had a post on LinkedIn. Check it out there. I ended up completing 32 miles. It was quite an experience. Uh, Nonetheless, I did make an attempt. I'll be back next year and we'll finish it up. Just a quick office update here internally at Elite Benefits. We got assistant added to the staff making sales and staff connections and helping our administrative staff and our clients um, make the uh, open enrollment process a little bit easier. So I think it's working out extremely well. Uh, I'm grateful to make it a little bit smoother for some of my clients to the point where some of their open enrollments for January 1 are already done, which is good news right now. We earmarked the end of October and they're done for January. So we just roll out paperwork or information to the employees so they're aware of what's going on. What we're seeing in the open enrollment Currently, is eight to eleven percent increases on the small group, mid-sized groups could be somewhere closer to, you know, five percent, depending on the market. Uh, some are just all over the place too, depending on the risk models and where they're at with the level funder, or self-funded product. But um, all the employers that are on a fully insured platform under fifty employees, at least in the Chicago market, have definitely been seeing eight. Percent to 11% increase. Um, Most are just staying as is. They don't want to rock the boat too much. Uh, Some of the trade-offs aren't there to make it worth it. But we have new options that are coming into place for the small businesses um, or at least more availability of options, especially down to two employees. And so before you... Only really had a fully insured option. Now you actually have a self-funded or a level-funded product that um, competes with um, another one. So you have multiple options now, which gives you a little bit more of a fighting tool. Definitely grab your sword and let's go fight. So if you need more help on that, just give us a call in the office and uh, we'll work through it. One strategy that's being pushed, um, because of regulations, I believe under the Trump administration, called the individual coverage uh, HRA or health reimbursement arrangement. So it's certain rules that were set in place for individual arrangements for health insurance, uh, if employees were purchasing their own. Uh, it is a tool for small businesses. Uh, certain situations won't uh, won't warrant the the tool per se. So you have to evaluate all options before it's um, to see it, if it's worth it administratively, it could work out to an employer's benefit, but not necessarily the employee's benefit. If we're working with the exchange products, the exchange products may change the rules and employer contributions. So you need to be careful. This is the reason why you're paying a third-party administration administrator to administer um, this type of coverage and the benefits and the cash moving from employer pocket to employee pocket. At the end of the day, a lot of the clients that we work with that are allowing their employees to purchase their own health insurance is just increasing their payroll. And i um, sure you're going to pay income tax, factor some of that in, maybe your accountant could figure it out too. Um, and so, but it may be the best option. So we, we have to val- evaluate all fronts and see what's going to be available to you. The individual market for the on-exchange business and off for the most cases, there's three new insurance companies that enter the market depending on the county and the state of Illinois. Other Uh, states have opened up as well. There might be one or two options depending on what county you're in. All of them are HMO from what we can see. I don't think in the state of Illinois we've seen EPOs. I could have missed it, but there are definitely more options. So there was a day where they dwindled down to two carriers depending on what county. In some cases, it was one carrier only, and now it's opening up. And I want to say there's six now, but don't quote me on that number, but there's definitely more options available. Uh, A big topic this week when we're evaluating these um, renewals in the open enrollment process for some of these uh, small mid-sized or even large companies is variable hour. It seemed, I don't know if it's just the flavor of the week, but it seems that there's a lot of spreadsheet and still going on tracking these hours based on time cards. And I tell you, what a whole lot of man hours that go into tracking all this. And I don't think it's um, good. It's just, um, I call spreadsheeting is death. Um, so, but you could automate this. And usually it's tied to a payroll company. So you can pull the report when needed. And and actually it gets allocated for payroll. And so it could also trigger, depending on the platform you're in, if there are certain, things that occur such as offering benefits, you get notifications of it. Certain payroll companies will charge extra for it. And if you're being frugal or cost wise, it may not make sense or may make sense. I still think it's worth evaluating, but Switch to an uh, payroll company that doesn't charge for it. It's already included. Uh, I'm sure they're charging for it in some fashion, but instead of nickel and diming these employers uh, for benefits they actually need, you know, just make it all encompass or, or part of a package deal. And it also takes the guesswork out of it. It creates a big problem when it, employers are trying to manipulate the software or manipulate numbers to see who's eligible for what a huge pain in the butt and then let alone spreadsheeting and then making sure you store that in the right spot, make sure there's no server losses and whatnot, because you got to start that process all over again. It's just going to be a nightmare. So just some things uh, to consider. So when planning ahead for the open enrollment uh, with your employees, January 1st renewals are already in. Evaluate accordingly. You should have already been notified by your broker in some degree. We have not done all the reviews, but we've done reach outs to our um, clients the best we possibly can. And so there, there should have been a touch at some point and not necessarily an actual review, but at least You could have some type of evaluation going on and preliminary process and some timelines and goals that you're trying to meet. I I would discuss any new plans with your current broker or new broker for that matter and try to get that resolved by the 15th of November. And that's going to make things a lot smoother. Yes, it's probably, you know, some people will say that's early and some people will say that's late already. pick your poison, right? And so I would just definitely earmark November 15th as the deadline of choosing plans as the employer. I always say, you know, we have to load these in the portal for the employees to choose. So we have to make those decisions early enough um, to roll it out to the employees so we're not scrambling. Some of these programs require underwriting. It could take 10 to 15 days to get that underwriting process done. So why don't you just start early?
0: (laughs) If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a healthcare plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006
1: underwriting we could definitely get between the 15th of november and the 30th that way we have answers in front of us for uh, december 1st for the underwriting process you will have to engage your employees because you may have to actually and have them fill out forms to complete for underwriting purposes and so it does not mean it's a commitment of plans Um, it's a expectation in some degree but um, we have to determine what those rates are going to be to make a decision so we make that decision on or around december 1st um, after the underwriting and the process that we have to go through and then that way we can get the paperwork going and you're going to do the open enrollment somewhere between december 1st and december 20th and the reason i picked 20th is because everybody's in a holiday routine uh it's super super hard to get employees to engage um during the holidays and so my recommendation is just get it off everybody's desk, get it back to the broker and the carrier so you can get things moved moving. Open enrollment may be between Christmas and New Year's, and that's fine, um, but just know that insurance cards will be delayed and the process is just a little bit different, but you just have to, you're scrambling at that point. So if you want to put together timelines to make sure things are done, this is what I would go by. Because the important thing is having the employees or getting Giving the employees the confidence they have insurance January 1, especially if we're making a plan change, either internally to the current insurance company, or if you're going external and moving to a different carrier insurance company altogether, uh, you have to give the employees confidence. Otherwise, they're bugging you on a holiday weekend, um, asking where their insurance card is because they're concerned that their kid's little Johnny is going to be going to the ER. So just something to consider there. Definitely. Something that um, a lot of brokers are behind on, but you could try to make them accountable. I'm not trying to call them out. We're all busy right now. I don't know who in their great wisdom uh, and mind in Washington rolled out all these programs to all renew at the same time. And so we're talking about the most of the small and mid-sized companies, large companies should be done now already, but um, they may still be in the works for some of it. When I say large, a thousand employees and above, then we have the under sixty five uh, individual market, which includes the exchange business, and so we have staff that takes care of all that. And but then there's a deadline for that, and that um, and that window is November first to December fifteenth. Uh, I'm sorry, they extended it January fifteenth. So November first to January fifteenth, twenty twenty two, for those. And then then we have the over sixty five market because we have aging population that's still working in the workplace and they need options. Related to Medicare planning, and so that's where we come in. We do take referrals on the Medicare planning, and um, and if we get overloaded, we have additional staff that uh, takes care of it. But we definitely take care of that, and that has a window. I mean, essentially, the big window is October first through December seventh, and so it, it's just that there's a lot going on. So I'm not provide, providing excuses or trying to throw a runner under the bus, uh, but you could help them by um, creating a timeline and and working together on it um, and holding each other accountable to make sure it's done. And so that's just some peace of mind to open enrollments to make sure things are are going as smooth as possible. And you could go into the next year, maybe a little bit lower rates, possibly better coverage. And then of course, confidence in your employees. So that way you um, could go into next year and be more productive and possibly increase market share or whatever your goals are for your business. A little side note, uh, there's a lot going on with uh, the vaccine mandate. I'm not going to get into the HR presence. I do want to get uh, one of our HR representatives on here and, and talk through some of that. But what I wanted to make a quick note out, uh, from a sales and benefits management uh, or account management perspective, if there are People out there, especially in the sales role that are working for a larger insurance agency that has a concern with this, there's plenty of smaller agencies that are looking for help. We can help in the transition. A lot of them will be more than happy to help you move out of the other agency, and then some people are looking for a spot. A lot of them can't pay salaries, but at least you can have another place to go to submit business. And the reason I bring this up because there's going to be some that are concerned about that mandate, And I'm not saying that I advocate one way or the other. I'm just saying that um, a lot of small shops out there, including ourselves, we don't put the mandate on. We're not required to. Somebody wants to get it. That's fine. There's no no judgment um, in a lot of these smaller agencies. Uh, Reach out to me. It doesn't have to be my agency. But um, if there's opportunities out there, I'm connected in the insurance brokerage world. And so we could help source some um, opportunities for you. Um, But I wanted to point that out because there's a lot more pressure coming and some people are just not ready just yet. They're not against it and that's okay. I don't care either way uh, personally, but I just think uh, not from a political standpoint either. I just think that um, that there's opportunities for brokers and account management to help some of these smaller agencies out there if the vaccine mandate is a concern for you. Another update on compliance, uh, since we're going through the open enrollment period and the employees uh, are making plan selections, in some cases you're switching benefit packages all altogether. Uh, keep in mind, we need to update the 125 document and or put one in place if you haven't already it's a it's a high priority for pre-tax benefits uh, and it has to be updated every year annually it does get forgotten a lot definitely one that you have to actually should put in place in case there's an irs audit i am not an auditor i'm not a tax person but It's a document that uh, talks about the pre-tax benefit and it has specific wording for the IRS to allow it. And then we have to list the benefits included in there. And just by Google searching and pulling a document, it does not count. There's updates every single year, in fact, sometimes mid-year. And so we have resources for it if you need help with that. But definitely make sure during this process that um, you make sure that it's updated, especially when you make plan changes. The other thing, the update is everybody needs a WRAP document if you're providing a fringe benefit or employee benefit to your employees. Most small businesses don't do this. Um, if there's an extra cost to it. We discount the rates for our clients, but we do have um, access to it as well as the 125 document. But the WRAP document shows a lot more detail than the 125 document. A lot of places inclu- include both of them, and that's great. And some of them will have a package price. Um, other like payroll companies love these kind of benefits, super easy for them. And then they charge a monthly stipend unless you negotiate and then it's an annual fee to compare, um, be competitive with the other carriers or companies rather for third party administration. And so, but these are really key things that you need to pull up, dust off and, and or in some cases redo or, or do it for the first time. It needs to be done um, because the pre-tax document is important in case that there's an audit. If you have, at least on a benefit standpoint for employee benefit programs, health insurance specifically, if you have more than 100 enrolled, there's a 5500 reporting that needs to be done. There are deadlines for that, not necessarily at this time of the year. Some cases it might, but um, some people, uh, uh, some businesses haven't up those updated those for years. And it could pose as an issue and so uh, we could always do a quick check uh, call our office we could look things up um some of the data, data is delayed but we have access to some resources to see if you're remotely current so this is important too because it could be an audit you may already have the 5500 uh, form uh, filed even under 100 employees enrolled depending on what other benefits that are there that require the 5500 reporting but Just from a compliance standpoint, these are the three documents you need to check off on your list and make sure they're done during the open enrollment since you're already reviewing it. It's important and uh, make sure you just get it done.